0: Episode 134 of Above Ground Podcast Smells Like Teen Spirit with Robbie's Hope Ambassador, Michaela. Disclaimer The host of this podcast, Timothy Patrick and Will Foley, are by no means medical professionals. However, having lived experience with mental illness themselves, they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis. By sharing their stories, they hope to create connection. By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast.
1: Are you ready to
0: lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast. Because you can't serve below. Oh, you know who that is? You down with TPP? What's up, TPP? You know me. Ah, there's Timmy. What's up, buddy? How we doing, man? What's in that? What's in that cup? We got a little tea. What kind of tea we got in there? Green tea. Little Green honey. Tea. Little honey little honey, a little black, yeah. coffee.
2: little black coffee. We have, uh, we actually had a few weeks back. We had, uh, Kari from Robbie's hope on, and this week we are pleased to have, uh, one of the ambassadors of Robbie's hope. And, uh, we have Michaela today. So welcome Michaela. Yeah.
0: Hi, Michaela. Hi. How are you?
1: Doing good. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you too, man. Why don't uh, Why don't you tell everybody out there who you are and what it is that you are hoping to get out? What message you're hoping to get out there?
1: I'm Michaela, like Tim said, I'm one of the ambassadors for Lobby's Hope. I'm going on my second year being an ambassador with them, and I'm just really hoping to bring more awareness to children and teenage mental health and making sure people know they're not alone and that other people will understand and there is help available
2: excellent yeah there's uh there's lots of good to doing that so two years huh how did uh how did you how did you find out about robbie's hope
1: so they started rolling out their ambassador program around october of 2020 and i saw it online and they were advertising Teenage and Student Ambassadors for Mental Health, and I had just finished doing a few psychology courses over the summer and was definitely interested in learning more and being able to help others. So I talked to my mom, got all the papers ready, sent them in, and they accepted it. So we had some Zoom calls uh, for orientation, meeting the team, and I'm honestly really happy I did it. Because it not only was a great experience to meet new people, to meet the other ambassadors and work with them, but it also gave me an ability to not only learn more from the team at Abby's Hope and everything they had in their assignments, but also being able to spread that message to everybody I know and being able to help more people. And hopefully spread some good news about mental health.
0: That's awesome. Like I like I said to you and before Tim had jumped on you, you are one of the most well-spoken people that we've ever spoken to, and that and that's a lot of people across the globe. And just to have hear you put it in those words and in those terms exactly the way you did was awesome. So thank you very much, so much for being here. It's so awesome to have you here. Um, there's so much to unpack about children's mental health. And I, and I, and I'm using that term to cover everything up to 18. Do you have personal experience? Do you have a a diagnosis? Do you have any personal experience with, with people with mental illness yourself?
1: I was diagnosed with anxiety at age seven, six or seven. Um, I started therapy right after my parents got divorced and I've had the same therapist now about almost nine years. And, She's amazing. I owe a lot of my ability to, to probably talk about feelings and discuss mental health as openly as I can due to her talking to me and being there for me. I was diagnosed, like I said, at seven with anxiety. I have gone through that. I have gone through depression. And it was very important to me to make awareness for other kids because it isn't talked about enough. And it is pushed off a lot when it comes to children of, oh, it's their phones doing it. They're acting like this for attention. And I wanted other kids and adults to know that there are like children do get mental health issues and it is important to notice them and pay attention to them properly to make sure that they are being taken care of
0: from what your view is since you have such a young view and so and such a new view do you view that the parents are actually part of the problem is that us parents aren't cleaning up our own shit and we're leaving it for you to clean up and and not and not actually letting you even know that we have stuff to clean up
1: in some cases yes i think there every I think every person should go to therapy because every person has something that they could talk through, that they could work through, even if they don't know it. And I think becoming a parent, there is a subconscious push of everything that they have onto their kids, even if it isn't with any actual like harmful intent. It just happens. I think a lot of parents are really good about helping their kids and trying to help their kids the best they can. But I definitely do think there are situations where stuff that parents haven't unpacked or that they were taught by their parents that they end up pushing onto their children. And that can make it much harder for kids to feel connected or accepted by their parents or feel like they have the ability to talk to them.
0: Do you guys recognize the the stuff that we need to work through and is there a way that you can connect to us to get us to work through like have you come up with any like because you're you're super smart and you've obviously done your homework and you've you're in bad like you are like to be an ambassador of anything is awesome and you are definitely that for sure so i'm curious to know is as a teenager and what you've seen if there's any any tools or tips that you can give us to actually, is it just to go to therapy? I think therapy is everybody should be in therapy, like you and I said. And, and pre- previously you and I were talking and we had talked about the fact that you said you went to therapy because you like it and you have somebody that's not your parents, not your friends. Like you have a third party that is not vested in anything that you do. So I'm curious to know if you have any tips for us parents as far as how we handle our own selves and what we should do. Like what's the first thing we should do?
1: I think therapy definitely is a good like first step for everybody because there is, like we were talking about, somebody that isn't that is impartial, that doesn't have already a set view of you and doesn't have a specific goal in mind for your life that can help just talk through something simple like a bad day to helping long-term issues that you didn't even know you had. I think also just learning to be like more honest with yourself and owning up to things that you might have denied in the past or things that you're like, okay, well that wasn't too bad. Or like I'm I'm not like that, where you know it's wrong and just being honest with yourself and acknowledging stuff that has happened and just being on more honest with yourself and your kids, and that can make it ten times easier.
2: Wow, that's a good uh, good answer to a good question. And I think it's tough being honest with yourself and being honest with others is a big hurdle for a lot of people. And uh, not recognizing, you know, things that that you may be passing on to your child or something like that is is also a huge huge hurdle. You know, and, and I don't mean to say that. Know these parents are doing it on purpose, you know. As you said, it's a lot of it's subconscious. I think a lot of lot of us as parents want the best for our child, you know. So we kind of maybe we're coming at it from more of an emotional mind than you know, the wise mind.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree that there are things that you don't like even know that you're passing on, like you said, and they're not bad people aren't they're not bad parents. Most of the people that this happens to aren't bad people. They want the best for their kids. And at the end of the day, they are good parents. There's just things that people have gone through or even things that they don't remember happening or just how their own parents raised them that will impact how their children are raised.
0: I agree 100%. And I am literally living that right now. Like I literally am in the middle of living every, every thing that I've ever had to, every layer of my onion that I've had to peel back is literally being peeled back in the process right now, because I have to, and I've been forced to do that. And I actually forced myself to do that. And I have to say that by doing that, I have learned a lot about myself, but I've also learned a lot about more about other people. Do you think that, like, as you said, you, you
2: recognize that most parents aren't aren't doing it intentionally to harm their children. But do you feel that either yourself or others can take on um some maybe some resentment for their parents? Because like, hey, now I, I have to deal with this, you know, instead of saying, you know, hey, it took me look at uh, it took me, you know, 40 years to say, you know, uh, I realized that my parents were doing the best they could. And um, you know, I may not have wanted this stuff you know, dumped in front of me, but now it's my job to, to take care of it. So I guess if you notice any of that, or do you feel any resentment um, or know anybody that has spoke of such things?
1: I think there definitely is some resentment from a lot of people, a lot of kids towards their parents. And I think it's the hardest part when it's your parents, because there's like mixed feelings about it. From what I've talked from people I've talked to and from what I've heard, there are a lot of mixed feelings of people who are, like we still love them; they're still our parents. They did the best they could, but they still did bad things sometimes, and they still did put stuff on us that wasn't fair, and we're mad it happened. But they're our parents. So there definitely is some resentment, and mixed feelings, and hurt that is that doesn't just go away. And even when parents are good parents and don't do it intentionally, there are things. There are people that are still hurt, and there are kids who still get coped by the parents even if it isn't intentional and there are there is resentment left over from it.
0: There is resentment. I resent, I resent the things that were left for me. We did an episode recently about legacy. And legacy is not what you leave behind actually. It's actually the definition is what's left for you. And like Tim said, I am all about cleaning up my shit now because the skeletons in the closet are dancing and they're all coming out and trying on my clothes. So they got to be dealt with. And I I, because I can't put them back now. I can't put them back. And it's because I have to deal with them and things. So um, but there's resentment for some of the stuff that I've been left. And I didn't realize that either. And I only learned that because of therapy. I've only learned that because I've been willing to open myself up to that thought that maybe my parents did do the best they could with the cards they were dealt, but did they, if they couldn't see it themselves, I don't know. So yeah, there is resentment.
2: Yeah, I was, I, yeah, I agree. Well, but I just, um, you know, hearing, hearing Michaela and, and talking to a couple, um, you know, young teens or whatever, uh, they seem to have a, a little like I'm just speaking on my end. They seem to have uh, they're more aware, maybe they're more insightful than I was at that age, by far. So I, I'm just wondering, uh, as you know, I know that I had that resentment, but I'm wondering how it is with this new generation that's coming up if they have have a new sense of of, of viewing it. Maybe I'm not sure, but just because, like yeah. I said, I I think that you know. Just speaking with Michaela and, and a few others, it's they're they're definitely further <laughs> further along than I was at that age.
1: <laughs> I think honestly, everything that has happened, even in my like I know there's tons of stuff that happened before I was alive, but all of this chaos that I've seen since I've been alive, and also just the internet, as much as it gets hated on for being terrible, there is a lot of good information on the internet. A lot of stuff to learn, and you can talk to people from all over the world of every age group, and you can learn from everybody else's experiences. And there definitely is still resentment from the younger generation towards their parents, from like younger kids towards their parents, but I definitely think that there is a different view of it. And as much as, yeah, your feelings are validated on the internet for being angry, there's also people that remind you, hey, your parents were doing the best and they are doing their best, even if it isn't what's always the best on earth, it's what their best is. And I think it's a good reminder a lot of the times to younger kids of, yeah, you might have you might be seeing it as a really hard thing but your parents are doing it too. Like they're their own individual people with their own lives and they have their own things. They haven't worked through their own things. They have worked through and their own things that they don't tell their kids.
0: We've had to keep certain things out of the eyes and ears of, of my daughter, just because she's only 10. So it's like, she hasn't even been able to see some of the stuff that Tim and I have done just because of the content involved. So I understand about keeping certain things and I, I've tried to be a lot more honest. I've My daughter knows very well much about what her grandmother goes through and has to deal with and knows a lot about my history and has unfortunately had to live with a lot of the legacy of what my history is. And to say that I'm resentful is not really... Like it sounds kind of, it sounds like I'm baby, I'm being a baby and it's not that I'm being a baby and I didn't even realize that I had resented some of this stuff, but the resentment that I feel makes me want to be better, makes me want to leave less to clean up. And to be quite honest with you, I, don't, I believe in karma and if I have to go back around again, I don't want to come back to human form. And I'm really trying to leave this world better because I do not want to come back and do this again. And and, that, and and that's just being honest, man. I do I do not want to be in human form again. I do not want to be a human again. I just,
2: I uh, I think that from from just hearing that little piece from both of you, um, you know, which we know, but there, just to reiterate, there there has to be an openness. You know, what I mean, you have to be open to this. You know, you have. To, as Michaela said, you, you go online and yeah, you you can choose to, to connect with like-minded people. You can choose to look up something positive or learn about a subject instead of going towards the negative and getting sucked into that downward spiral. And, you know, whether it be arguing or, or just consuming just negative things. So I think you have to be open to to that idea of if someone says, Hey, you know what? Your parents did the best they could, or, Hey, you know what? Here's another uh, perspective on, on things. So I, I, I think that that's a good, uh, that's a good takeaway is, is to be open to, to other things, to other views.
1: Yeah. The internet's honestly great. As long as you treat it as it is, it is a place for both good and bad and it depends on what you're looking for. There are bad sides of the internet where you can get into fights, where you can just use the internet for its world purpose. But if you use it properly, you learn from so many people and can find a community of people who understand what you're feeling and can understand, yeah, your parents are doing the best, but you can still be upset. Your feelings are still valid that you're still upset at them for how you grew up, but they were doing their best. And you learn to kind of balance it as you get older but also just loading from so many other people's experiences and hearing from so many other people and how they see the world it's hard to remember sometimes that people that each person has their own individual life and each person does see it differently and it's important to keep hearing from other people because that does allow you to keep loading and keep seeing the world differently
0: I love it. that's awesome. Speaking of seeing the world differently um there's been a lot of talk recently, um, as we've seen with school board meetings. Uh, a lot of things going on at those things a lot of people being just angry and outbursting for no reason trying to get them faces on TV or trying to push some bullshit agenda or whatever. But there's a real problem with that because now these parents that are anti-vaxxers or whatever you want to call them or whatever they're fighting now are fighting against, School counselors and uh, mental health stuff, and now there's there's been like outbreaks of violence that have been reported in newspapers. There was something out in Rochester where a teacher made a comment about a child suicide, and there was there was been a lot of problems. And I'm I'm curious to know from your standpoint in school, how like how do like if parents are going to say they don't want their kids to have this, how are we going to keep this fight? Like how are we going to take this fight to them? To change their minds, because the fact is, is that like there there is a time when you need to change people's minds. And if this is, if this isn't one of them, I don't know when it is. So it's like, how do we make your mental health so important that you can't ignore it anymore, that people just want to sweep it under the rug?
1: Honestly, just the point about the school counselors trying to be removed. School counselors are incredibly important. Whether it's something simple like changing your schedule or talking about a classmate, to just needing somebody to talk to, if you're not in therapy, that is the closest you can find as a child to a third-party impartial source that will help. That won't have an that won't have some set thought about who you are already, and can just listen to what you're saying, to what you're feeling, and helping. And I definitely think more education about mental health in schools is important. And I know that like a lot of teachers don't like that thought because it's going to make them more depressed. Kids are already dealing with a lot of the mental health that people try to pretend isn't real. They're Like, no, no, they're, they're kids. They don't have to worry about it. The kids are still dealing with it, whether you teach them about it or not. Teaching about it makes them greatly change how a child feels about mental health can make them understand ways to cope with it that other people do have it and they're not alone and it can just help to make mental health less of a villain topic and less stigmatized and more accepted as something that every person has every person is going through something and the more it's talked about and help the less it's going to seem like somebody's a monster
2: perfectly said we need to have more education on it then then kind of shun it right definitely you know if we teach people skills and if we create awareness around this subject because i think a lot of what will was talking about is 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 a lot of fear and it and it's fear of the unknown people don't know you know what this stuff entails and when you go on the news as will said if you go on the news people lump people in the categories and that's unfair as well so you can't say call this person one name and then associate them with another thing and each each person just has their individual whatever they are values or whatever but um at the same time we can't lump them into categories because I think that's a that's a that's a big piece to this that we are doing and it's it's actually causing more divide I don't know how you I don't don't know how you feel on that but um I, I that's my take on it I I honestly feel that that creates more divide and if we can just kind of, ed- I mean, we need to educate the teachers. We need to educate, you know, make sure everyone's on the same page because, you know, and I'm not, and believe me, I'm not coming down on teachers and saying they're not doing their jobs or anything, but they just already deal with a lot. And we need to basically get the state out of the schools to mandate all these other things and let them do their jobs and, you know, come up with a this curriculum that adds mental health into it. and and in life skills, incorporate these things into the the curriculum.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like actually like teaching mental health, even if it isn't a college level psychology course, that's not what I'm asking.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No age appropriate, you know, grade appropriate. And as each grade goes up, obviously maybe you learn a little bit more and, and maybe even eventually in high school, you could just say, Hey, if you want to learn more, there's advanced courses, but Yeah, I I think we need a baseline. It needs to be a staple. You know what I mean. It needs to be, it needs to be an underlying thing in the curriculum. Absolutely. Because as you know, it doesn't matter. You know, you can get straight A's, but if you don't have, you know, the skill, emotional regulation skills, or any kind of skills, uh, interpersonal effectiveness skills, you know, those straight A's aren't really going to do much good on the outside world.
1: Yeah, like I'm a straight A student and. That doesn't dis. that doesn't like take away any of the mental health I do have because being a straight A student does not instantly mean that everything's perfect. And it's right. definitely an important part of learning is to learn about mental health and it should definitely be a part of the curriculum that students are taught.
2: Love it. And do you think that, you know, in your, in your opinion, do you think that, um, learning about this stuff as you do, has that helped you in school and, and even with your grades?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because excellent, it's definitely helped a lot to learn more about it. And also just as I'm learning about it, to be nicer to myself about it and to learn that, okay, this isn't just me being lazy or me not wanting to do good, it's okay this is actually like in my brain this is how it's working so I have to work around this or have something else playing in the background so I'm like I've got enough going on that I can focus properly like just learning other things about it that make being a teenager easier and make school absolutely. and my grades easier
2: absolutely well said i'm I'm so I'm so happy you said that that's a that's a huge point. I mean, and at your age to learn compassion for yourself, it, there's no, there's you can't put a price on that. <laughs> as, as I'm sure we'll can, can definitely second that. I mean, that is, I mean, kudos. I, I can't say anything more positive.
0: Good for you. It's, it's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and speaking of, and speaking of your plus, I, I kind of want to go back to something you said earlier, because it ties perfectly this, it'll tie this whole idea in together. You said something that therapy gave you was the language to express your emotions and your emotional, EQ, uh, your EQ, your emotional quote or emotional IQ, whatever they call it nowadays is over the top because you've, you can tell that you've put in the time and you've learned. And this was something that you were very passionate about. I, I'm curious to know, how do we, is it really all about having the language for you that makes it easier for you to express or is it something else?
1: I think it was definitely a big part of it was having the language and having the support growing up to be able to talk about it and express it. Like I said, like I said to you, it does a lot of it go back to my therapist. The first probably year of therapy, I played like Uno every time and just was like, oh, I had an okay day. Time to play Uno. And it was, she took her time and it was slowly working on it and getting the language and the support to be able to talk about it. And that definitely helped the most, like being able to be open about it and also just learning to listen to other people about it. Just finding what worked for me, like listening to other people's stories and realizing, oh, people don't talk about this enough and people are being like silenced when they do need help. I want to be able to learn enough to help change that. Even if it's only for one person to be able to make them feel less alone and make them feel heard and helped is enough for me.
0: Well, you came awesome. to the right, you came yeah. to the right, you came to the right place that <laughs> that's the whole purpose of this podcast is just to connect to people and connecting to you is amazing. And I hope Everyone around you is is connecting to you because my good and with you know that you want to connect to you because you're you are like to be an ambassador is awesome and you make an amazing ambassador just just to listen to the way you talk and again man I can't and that's what gives me a lot of hope for the future is that that you guys are coming up and I don't mean and you guys and girls are not coming up in a world in the dark anymore because there's nothing that you can't find out and now you can find out a lot of bad stuff too but there's nothing you can't find out anymore and now you've turned that into a positive like your openness and your generation is is something that i that we haven't seen in this country i don't think since the 60s and that was kind of a a, kind of a misnomer in a way because there wasn't really any change i mean you know the the anti-war movement was a huge thing and there's a lot of change that's happened from that anti-war movement, but it, we haven't seen a movement like that since the last few years. And obviously the world is in chaos and to think about the future and people like you in it. Oh my God. I, I just hope we don't blow up the planet before you're able to do something amazing.
1: I hope we don't either. <laughs> 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 we really like it's to still be by the time I'm an adult? yeah me too. With it. <laughs> me too
0: me too but that's the problem the adults in the room aren't adults because they haven't worked on their shit man and we can clearly see that as 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 we watch watch around us tim tim that is awesome dude it, like i just i kind of want to get the lightning round going so i'm gonna ask okay. like, is there any other questions that you want to ask her while we're going
2: uh there's Um, no, I'm good. I, there's a lot of stuff. I'm just, I'm just thankful that, um, we were able to get her on and, and, you know, open up a conversation about this stuff. And I'm sure that, um, it's going to help somebody out there for sure.
0: Absolutely. That's all I can hope for. That's that's that. And that's all we hope for. That's all we hope for. We just hope our voices and the voices that we share reach somebody that needs to hear them. And, and I will say this, I, I see enough. Uh, enough come back to us to know that we're doing it. so somebody's somebody's getting the message. so i'm I'm very happy. so I'm so thankful that you've been here with us and so grateful that you're willing to to stand up, stand up for other other teenagers your age and and younger, and you're making you're making the world a better place just by your mere presence of being on this planet is making the world a better place. And we need more of you. And I'm hoping that by someone hearing that story, they'll be inspired to take up whatever torch it is that they need to take up that is speaking to them. Uh, we always finish up the podcast with three questions. And I am not worried about any of these with you because I, I it's <laughs> gonna I think it'll be awesome. So
2: before I forget, I do want to just say, uh, you know, thanks to your therapist. It sounds like, um, you know, she's really great. And you guys have a really good connection. Uh, really good working relationship. So uh, good good on that for sure. So the first question is, do you have a favorite or a least favorite
1: word? Oh, that's super hard. (laughs) I was not expecting this to be the question. (laughs) Is it really cliche to say like happiness is my favorite word?
2: (laughs) Not at all. Not at all.
1: Just because there were like a million ways to just achieve happiness and it could be something as small as like eating a cookie to as big as going on a world trip with your friends. And there are just a lot of really good moments in the world that feel really nice. And happiness is such a cool, like overall encompassing thing for all of the good that the world has.
0: I love it. That's awesome. Wow. That is <laughs> wow. awesome. Wow, for not having an answer. That was a pretty damn good <laughs> I answer, know, I will know. say.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my headphones, Mikhail. You can take my spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
0: <good. laughs> do, you, do you have a least favorite word?
1: Oh wow. I have no idea. <laughs> I actually don't know. I don't think so. That's
0: fair. Do you have a least favorite idea?
1: That there's that the world is bad or that there's no redeeming people.
0: Ah, I like because
1: it. I think the world is definitely there are, there's bad in the world, but I think there's definitely so much good and so many great people. That even like the worst days aren't actually that bad. People, not everybody can be perfect, but people deserve a second chance and deserve to share their side of the story because each person is going through something on their own. And I think every person has the ability to make the world a better place. And I hope each person does get that ability.
0: Ah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that answer. Wow. The next question is cat, dog, or other, or do you have a spirit animal or both?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to vote both for cat and dog because I have two dogs and a cat and I love them all three of them so much. And they're both like awesome. And I don't think I can pick one over the other. I think it, dep- I think it depends on the day.
0: I don't think you have to pick one over the other. I just haven't, a, like animals have played such an important role in my life over the years that I just I can't like it's amazing to listen to people talk about their animals and you see the happiness in their face and the light shines in their eyes it's awesome that's why we ask do you have a spirit animal
1: I don't know i my friends always make a joke about that that I could fit one of like seven animals I've heard owl I've heard crow at one point I think I heard a raccoon
0: <laughs> wow. I think that
1: was the one that made me laugh the most
0: I love it. That's awesome, though, because you could be one. Have you ever seen the movie Coco?
1: Yes, I love Coco.
0: Yeah, me too. It's my favorite Disney movie. And it's like that spirit animal, that dog is like he's a combination of like five different animals. So what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) That would be a crazy looking raccoon, owl, crow, like thing.
1: That would be (laughs) terrifying. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: So the last question
2: is. If there was something that you could do or you would like to see done for mental health as a whole without any restraint, what would it be? Wow,
1: (laughs) there's so much I would want to do. I think either getting everybody in therapy for free and just giving people the ability to get help that and getting it like in schools and having people listen, actually like understand and pay attention to what's being said for both kids and adults. And just get them the help they need and the acceptance they need for mental health.
0: Wow, very well said, Michaela. Thank you so much for taking time out of your holiday weekend and stuff to come on and talk to us. And and thank you, thank you for just being you. Sitting here talking to you, I my whole day has gotten better. And mm-hmm. and and I mean that. And I mean that wholeheartedly. It's amazing. I hope that you're a mentor to others and hope that people will I hope that other teenagers and children will look up to you as as a mentor and a role model because you're wise beyond your years. It's it's very very hopeful to me to have people like you in the world
1: thank you so much for having me on here and that was the nicest thing ever you're gonna make me cry <laughs> oh, no. I, I
0: i i mean it i i really do like i i mean it and i i i been blessed to meet a lot of people in my life and there's you know you can really tell the genuine ones as opposed to the non-genuine ones and I like to think of myself as pretty genuine, but I also like to think that I can pick out a genuine soul, and you definitely are that.
2: Yeah, thank Mark and Heather um, as well, the parent, your parents. For- oh yeah,
0: sorry about yeah. that. I didn't mention that. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you to your parents because that's that's a testament to to you and and to them and stuff that you know through all the stuff that you've been through, you've come out on the other side, and you you seem to have really like. I wish I had nearly the support. for the stuff that i went through (laughs) we wouldn't be cleaning it up now wow thank you guys
1: so much for having me this was amazing
0: (laughs) will can you smell that smells like teen spirit it does it does smell like teen spirit you're damn right it does and that's a damn good smell too man that's that's a hopeful smell right there there's not much that rivals that smell
2: michaela is there anything that you um want to leave our listeners with anything you want to add Anything you yeah, say? Any, any shout outs?
0: Yeah. Do you have any pages or do you have any, like, as far as your ambassadorship, do you have something that we can send people to or is it just to send people to Robbie's Hope?
1: Honestly, Robbie's Hope, they have a website. They have Instagram page, Robbie's Hope One. Go look at them. They have great education. They do great posts about mental health. Um, their whole website is full of getting support, uh, learning from others learning to make the world a better place just by being you. And if you're interested in being an ambassador, go check out Abby's Hope. We are always looking for great new teenagers who want to change the world.
0: I love it. Wow. Now, if that's not a sales pitch, I've never heard one. So that was awesome. Wow. Yes, your future is bright. Future is bright and it smells like teen spirit all over the place, man. Love it. Love it. Will, you got anything? <laughs> no, dude. I, I like. I, I just want to leave it. I just want to leave it, man. It's Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for being here this week. Everyone, you can follow us on all the socials just like everywhere. Uh, you know, I I get sick of saying it. And you guys know where all the links are, man, because you got to find this conversation. <laughs> you just do. So until next week, be well. Be safe. Be above.